Hey, this is Adam White. I'm the pastor of New Beginning Assembly of God, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and our hope and prayer is that this podcast inspires you, builds your faith, and lets you know that God cares and He loves you. Enjoy the message. We're going to finish off where we left off last Wednesday, and we talked about overcoming anxiety with peace. Amen? Overcoming anxiety with peace. And we talked about really what the world's perspective of peace is or how to obtain peace versus God's perspective of peace and what peace is all about. The world says that there are things that give you peace. But God says in His Word, no, I'm the only thing that can give you peace. Amen? Everything else in this world one day is going to all whittle away and do nothing. And the only thing that's going to make it is God and His Word. Amen? Amen. It is in Him where we find our peace. And I believe that Jesus died so that we can have peace. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to just continue on with this because it was pretty a long chapter. So I broke it in because I wanted to spend a little bit of time with it because I felt like it was very important. Because, man, we just live in a world that is constantly searching for peace and they can't find it. They're looking for change, and they think change is going to help bring about peace, but it ain't. Change ain't going to bring about peace. New laws and legislation's not going to bring about peace. Nothing in this world that man concocts or makes is going to bring about peace. It might bring a temporary relief, (laughs) but that's like that medicine. You know, it says just a temporary relief, but it don't cure the symptoms. Amen. It just eases the pain just a little bit. So I want to start out with here the peace, a peace that's beyond our understanding. That is the peace that we get, amen, from Jesus Christ. The peace that passes all understanding. John chapter 14 verse 27 says, peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. And John 16.33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you, have, you may have peace. In the world will, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Amen. Jesus has overcome this world. And because he's overcome this world, church, you and I tonight can be overcomers. Amen. We don't have to be so drowned out by the anxieties and the fears and the worries of this world. It does not have to... um, just about knock us over. Amen. We can have peace tonight. Amen. A peace that passes all understanding. He told them they could have peace in the midst of trauma. 
an inward peace that brings confidence and stability. That is the peace that we can have tonight. It's the peace Jesus gives us is not a promise to remove the pain and stress of daily living, not to be removed until the Lord comes again. It is a peace that he offers that is a calm, unafraid, unruffled confidence that having placed our lives in his hands, all will be well. That is the peace that he gives us. And, and I might be skipping a little bit or going ahead of myself a little bit. But sometimes, and, and I believe I mentioned this last Wednesday, but sometimes we think, oh Lord, give us this peace and remove these obstacles. Remove these things. Remove these burdens in our lives. Remove them. But He doesn't necessarily give us that peace. He gives us the peace to endure. He gives us the peace that when we face life's obstacles, life's problems, life's situations, that we're not rattled and, and uh, uncalm and, and <coughs> ruffled. <coughs> but he gives us that confidence. I like this. That having placed our lives in his hands, all will be well. All will be well. All will be well. Amen. I remember when dad was sick and it wasn't looking too good. I remember he'd always say, all is well. It is well. It is well. All is well. And see, folks, that's the confidence that we have. Even church in death's door when we're knocking on it. We can look back and maybe say, about oh what if you die and you didn't get to do this or you didn't get to do that or you missed out on this or you're going to miss out on that and the other and all of that stuff but you can rest in assurance that all is well amen folks life isn't this isn't the end no 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 this is just the beginning <laughs> this is just the beginning of things to come for Amen. The things that we face, sometimes it acts like, we act like it's the end. Amen. How are we ever going to overcome this? How are we ever going to deal with this? How are we ever going to face this situations and all of that? But folks, I remember there's times in my life where I have had the doom and gloom, but yet church, I'm still here. And I'm standing here in front of you. <laughs> so God will take care of us because we're in his hands. We're in good hands. Amen. We're in good hands. It's a peace we have despite external circumstances. A peace that cannot be destroyed. It's a peace that nobody, there's a, um, uh, an old song, it, it's, you can do different words to it, but it's this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world's not going to take it away. You can add peace. You can add all these things. This stuff is something that the world didn't give me and it's not going to take it away from me. Amen. I can go through life 
with destruction and ruin all around me and bad news coming. But I can also, while that bad news comes, still walk with my head straight up, my back up, amen, not slouched over, not defeated, not slumped, but shoulders back, head up, and walk on. And says, God, you've got this. I don't understand, you know, (laughs) and God, and he never promised that we would understand. <laughs> we don't sometimes understand what he does. But one thing he does asks us is to trust. That he knows what's best. And he knows what, what to do. So how do we experience God's peace? Is it possible to find peace when facing danger? The answer is yes. It sure is. When we've made peace with God and have the peace of God in our lives, we can hold our ground and overcome any assault by our enemy. Amen? Any assault, anything that we are facing tonight, it does not have to overtake us. It's not going to overtake us. Amen? Because we have peace. If we've made peace with God, Amen. He gives us that peace. The author says, But the gap between those who've made peace with God by accepting Christ as their Savior and those who actually experience the peace of God, a supernatural sense of calm and confidence when life is chaotic, seems to be growing wider. (coughs) What he's saying here is, it seems like, We know that there is a peace that we believe that our sins are gone. Our name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. If something God forsaken happens and we depart from this life, we know where we're going and we know all is going to be well and all of that. There's that eternal peace. But there's also this peace now (laughs) where we live in. And the author is saying that there's a wide gap between that. There's a lot of people that have that spiritual peace, so to speak, that eternal peace. But folks, we're supposed to have peace now. We're supposed to be in peace now. And I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. And I had a little talk with Adam this whole <laughs> this whole week, wild up in the bed and everything else. But, hey, man. But... There, but I just believe you're supposed to live in peace. I'll I'll never forget this. Um, Nanny, you might not even remember this, but I remember you told me a long time ago about watching scary movies and things like that. And, or just watching crazy stuff. And she said, you know what? This is my house and I'm not going to get scared of my own house. I'm not going to allow something to just terrify me and me be scared in my own house that I live in and that I pray in, that I spend money on the mortgage and the lights and the electric. Now, I'll be scared at somebody else's house because it ain't mine, or I'll be scared at work or something, but I'm not going to be scared of my own dwelling place. (laughs) Amen? I just, I agree with that. I don't think we ought to be scared at our own dwelling places. Amen? Within our own life, within our own things. Now, Sister Joan, I might be scared when I'm in the car with you and you driving. (laughs) 
<laughs> but bless God, I'm not going to be scared if I'm the one dropping. <laughs> Amen. There's got to be, and I'm joking with you, but there's just a peace that we are supposed to have. I believe that. Are we supposed to get, are we not supposed to be fearful? Uh, I know that there are some things that catch us off guard sometimes. That's just being human nature of us. There's some times where things startle us. There's some things that maybe grip our hearts or we hold our breath on and all of that. But to me, I think that's supposed to be an instant. And then we say, God, you see this situation. I, I need your peace to help. I need your peace to deal with it. And sometimes, folks, I mean, hey, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes things just, what do they say? It pulls the rug right out from underneath you. And you're just shock and all but i just believe there is a peace that you can have amen amen they mistakenly define peace as the removal of trouble rather than a way of living joyfully and worry free in spite of trouble they mistakenly define peace as the removal of trouble Rather than a way of living joyfully and worry-free in spite of trouble. Oh my. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> there are some times that I know it is hard to be joyful at. It is, hardful, it is hard sometimes to also be worry-free in spite of the trouble that you're in. Amen. Because some of us may be living in trouble right now. I'm in trouble with this throat not feeling too good and all this congestion and all that kind of stuff. And I'm tired and I just don't want to do nothing. And I just want to sit around and all that stuff. But I've just got to pick myself up and say, hey, I've got to go on. I've got, I can't sit down. I can't just waller in my sorrow. But God's peace has to come on me. That says, hey, you're all right. You're going to get up and you're going to do what you got to do. And if you can't, and you just can only do what you can. And if you can't, that's all I'm asking of you. <laughs> Amen. That's the peace. That's that worry-free life. That's that joyfulness in sorrow. I remember someone had said this about Paul and Silas. When they were in jail, the Bible says that they were in the innermost part of the jail. And somebody had said that what that meant was <coughs> that their jails were cylinder, like cylinder places. And it leaned in in the middle a little bit. And why they did that was when the prisoners had to use the bathroom, it would go seat down into the middle. And to be in the innermost Jail was to be in the center where all that filth and all that disgustingness was at, would lay at. So you think about that. Lord, I remind them what Daddy did to me. But Lord, have mercy. Can you imagine? You know, it's bad enough you're in jail. It's bad enough that you're chained up in shackles. But then all of a sudden you feel something wet on you <laughs> and it ain't rain. 
and all other kind of things and rats and diseases and all that. And you can still tell me that yet they sing a song of praise to God. I'm telling you, even in the midst of your mess, you can still have a praise. Amen. You can still have joy in your heart. You can still just, you know, you can still just have a peace that says, God, <laughs> you see all this mess around me. <laughs> you see what I'm going through. But God, you're going to take care of me. You're going to help me through this. Amen. When the pressures of life comes crashing in, many turn to money, drugs, alcohol, various means of escapism, inappropriate relationships, and other sources for relief. Oh, and that's so sad. That's so sad that people will do that. They just try and desperately try and find some kind of relief for the pain, kind of uh, escapism escapism try to find something that makes up to you know there's a um, I think they've got one in Panama City Beach but there's this room it's called the escape room and you're in this room and you it's like a they lock you in and you and I think it's like an hour and you've got to figure out how to get out of that room and they've left clues and all that kind of stuff I'm telling you first of all we ain't doing that and, and if y'all want to do that, that's fine. I'll be cheering for y'all. Um, but I'm not going to be locked in a room. I'm telling you. I don't, I don't like to be locked in nothing. I like to be able to know that there is an exit. That's why sometimes when I sit down at a restaurant or something, I don't like my back against the, against the, uh, the door. I want to be able to see <laughs> who comes in and who comes out of that, of that restaurant. So if I need to duck or if I need to, you know, strange places with somebody, I can. <laughs> Amen. Oh, but I just hate that, that be able to escape being trapped. And so many people feel like they're trapped. Their problems have got them trapped and they're just desperate to find any kind of way to get them out. But God has a plan for you that will last. God's got a plan for you that'll last. And so we're, what, we're going to go, what I'm going to talk to now is just a few things that we can do that, you know, I had said it's, and like I said, it's easy to talk about, oh, God's peace is for you and you can have his peace and his peace is just better than anything else in the world and it's wonderful and you just need peace. And you can say, okay, well, that's good and I believe that, but um, yeah, I'm still got troubles. And yeah, and I'm still like, still got problems in my mind and yeah, so I, I like what you're hearing, but I mean, how can I get God's peace? And this is what God has really talked to me about. <laughs> A couple of things here. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ 
Jesus. Amen? But in everything, by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Colon. That means that's just like a period. That's a, you take a breath, that's a complete sentence. And then, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard you. See, the first thing we've got to talk about is this. How are we praying? How are we praying? How are we praying? Someone said, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. <laughs> And then uh, some guy said, pray and let God worry. Another little quote. Pray and let God worry. Think of worry as a prayer alarm. Every time it goes off, you're, you, put it, you put it to prayer. How are you praying? I won't ask if you're praying because if you're facing anxiety in your life, you're praying. <laughs> That's what the author said. I'm asking what kind of prayer you're praying. And so the author goes back and there's a couple. There's a progressive prayer. And then there's a proactive prayer. And so I just want to talk to you about this because I think that we're mature enough to understand that. Prayer is everything to the believer. Prayer is everything to the believer. We have to pray. And I think we all understand that. That is our communion. That is our communication to God. But sometimes I'm afraid that sometimes our prayer lives can be hijacked, so to speak. And sometimes our prayer lives can, things can interrupt our prayer lives. And some things can maybe, we can get so busy that we just think, that, oh, I, I've got so much to do and it kind of becomes the last thing. We say, oh, I know I've got to pray, but I've, I've got to do with this first thing in the morning because I've got these problems and i got this and i got to take care of this. But folks, I'm telling you, prayer, having a prayer life is like breathing oxygen. Yeah, it, that's, how, that's how we live. By the study of God's word and by that prayer, that communion with him. And so and he broke those things down and he talked about um, a, a progressive prayer. Meaning, do we have a time where we sit and we pray and we spend that time of devotion with God? Now, notice he didn't say, you know, time. Are you spending an hour or two hours or four hours or 30 minutes? Or he's not saying if you pray less than 10 minutes, then... You're not, no, 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 no. That is between you and God. That is your devotion time that you feel and God understands time and God understands your busyness and all of that. I, I do believe that. But one thing that he wants to know is he knows that if your heart's right while well, you're doing it. And so it talked about, he used this acronym ACTS. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And how we're to, that's how what he said for his daily prayer life. Is he uses that acronym. He, he, um, he, adorations. He, um, he, uh, 
praises God. He confesses. Um, he gives thanksgiving and thanks, and then he gives supplication, his needs, and all of that. I'm afraid sometimes we give our needs first. <laughs> And then, God, you see all these problems I've got and all these things that are going on in my life. And, oh, Jesus, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And I thank you that you're going to do it in advance. Amen. So, see, we give God our list of this is what I need you to do for me today. <laughs> Thanks. Please have it done by 5 o'clock today. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get a list of things to do at work that, hey, I need these done. If you can get this done today by 5, that would be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> can I tell you I've been guilty? <coughs> I've said, God, listen, there is so much. I've got this and this and that, and you've got to help me with that. And, oh, this needs to be done. And you've got to do this and that and that. And, um, and, and I just know you're going to do it. Thanks. And I just go on and say, God, you're going to, I know he's going to take care of it. Sometimes our prayers can be hijacked. And folks, I believe sometimes our prayer life has to be like, like our cellular phones. There's not many people that go home or leave anywhere without a cell phone. Or have a cell. In my generation and all that, who has the smartphones, we take them to, we take them to bed with us. We sleep with them. We some people go to the bathroom with them. Some people just day to day life. They're not. It don't matter what's going on. That phone's gonna be in their hand because they're committed to that phone. And folks, I think we ought to be committed to our prayer life just as much. There are some things that I've had to do, that some things that I liked, I liked to do, that I had to say, I can't do this no more. I, I can't, it's interfering with my prayer life. It's interfering with my devotion. It's interfering with things that God is showing me and telling me to do. So I've had to lay some things down and say, I can't, I can't do this. I love doing these things and I love this, that, the other, but I can't do it. And folks, we have to get to that point where our spiritual life has to be just a little bit more important than our what we want. Amen. <laughs> and that's a hard thing. And I know I'm preaching a hard thing, but, that, but that's just the truth. That's how I found in my life where we've got to lay some things down. You've just got to say, God, right now you're the most important thing and I've got to get everything right with you. And I've got to make sure everything, there's no block, there's no nothing that's going to hinder our relationship. Amen? We know about prayer and we know how important it is and we know that that's um, uh, the other thing, a proactive, he talked about a proactive prayer and that's that, you know, you don't just say, don't pray and you know you're so you get so busy and you don't pray and then all of a sudden something bad's happened and it's God you gotta move right now and if you don't move right now oh that's gonna be terrible oh it's gonna be horrible I need you right now God answers and moves and then it's all oh, we move on and you know <laughs> we just put them on the shelf and oh we don't forget about them and then it's oh God we need them Lord we need you Jesus Amen Next thing we need to talk about is what are we thinking. What are we thinking? Philippians 4 and 8 says, Whatever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, 
whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, or think on these things. Our thought life is to be positive, uplifting, and redemptive because our thought life is the launching pad for our active outward life. Folks, there is a lot of things like, and I thought it was kind of funny how the uh, author, he quoted um, a guy named Max Lucado, and he said, you know, you cannot help who your parents were what year you were born, who, what situation you're born into, your color eyes, you know, if you've got any um, ailments or any things like that. If you've got, you cannot help those things. Those things can't be changed. People try and change them, but it's just, you know, it, it's what it is. Your mama's your mama and your daddy's your daddy. And, you know, you got problems, you got problems and all that kind of stuff. You can't help that stuff. But he said, one thing you can help is what goes in this mind. And folks, that's very true. That's very true. That's very true. What we enter and what we entertain in this mind, we're the gatekeepers of. We allow what's in here and what stays in here and then what leaves in here. And, you know, I'll be honest, there are some times where I... You know, I think of just the craziest things in this mind of mine. You know, and I've told you stories about all of that. Just think of crazy, stupid stuff. But, folks, it's at those times where we have to say, wait a minute. Now, that's crazy. I'm not going to. And I know that's hard to do because I'm telling you, there's some things that I just believe. And I'm like, oh, my. Like, the door's unlocked. Oh, my goodness. I've unlocked the door. If I go to sleep. And that door's unlocked, so some man will come up here and choke us and kill us. And he go, I mean, and, and it's just, you know, and you're just in bed and you're just thinking, oh, did I do this? Or did I turn off the, the stove? I know that. That's one thing. Probably women, y'all understand. Marcy sometimes will say, oh, did I, did I turn off the stove? I don't know if I turn off the stove or not. Or, or the curling iron. I don't know if that's still on. Or I don't, I don't know what I... I'm thinking, I think I did, but I just don't know. And you see how that mind just, it'll just rattle and rattle and rattle and rattle and rattle and rattle you to death. But amen, some things we just have to say, okay, I believe I did. So, okay, I'm not going to let it just dwell and ruin. And I'm, <laughs> that's easy said than done. But I'm telling you, we're the gatekeepers to our mind. And so the things that we let in here has to be positive, has to be of good cheer, has to be of a good report, has to be praiseworthy. Because I'm telling you, there's so much garbage out in this world that we, no matter if you just pay attention to it and let it seep in your mind, you'd probably, we'd all probably go in the loony bin, just crazy. All what people are saying and talking and wanting to do and all this kind of stuff and and. It's just crazy, I'm telling you. But we are the guardians of our mind. And see, that's a way that we can get that peace of God, that we understand that God is guarding our mind, that our mind and our bodies are a temple of the Holy Ghost. And what we do is everything we put in our body is to honor God. Amen? That includes the things we watch, the things we listen, the things that we read, all of those kind of things. All the gossipy stuff. I'm telling you, 
I mean, you know, yeah, we don't, I can look at y'all and yeah, we don't drink. And I, and I know all y'all, I don't know about Nanny sometimes, but I don't, no, 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 no. And, you know, smoking, I know, we, you know, none of that. And I don't, you know, we don't look at garbage and all of that kind of bad stuff, nudity, none of that kind of stuff. I mean, I know that good enough well. But some things, like I said, that's those little foxes that spoil the vine. And if you're not careful, the little gossip things that you hear from other people can come in and begin to go into this mind. I, I've done it. I've done it. I have sat there and I've listened to gossipy stuff and then I've, oh, I didn't know this. And I just participated in it and I thought, oh, that ain't good. That ain't right. We ain't supposed to let that stuff get in our mind. Amen. It's not the big bad movies and all of the shows and all that. It's the gossip. It's the, it's the things that uh, we just allow and listen to that we say, oh, we better not, we don't need to listen to that. It's the negativity. The, there was one thing, I'll have to tell you this, I hadn't told anybody this, but when we went to, when I went to those meetings a, a couple of months back that the district had in about the pastor's meeting, and one of the things that he had said was towards the end was, think of something positive that your church has done. Okay. And then he said, okay, now think of something that's kind of you need help with or that's kind of negative or something like that. Well, an hour later, after we stop naming all the bad stuff that happens, then we, it was time to go. And I had thought, and I thought, I need to tell Brother Tommy this. But see how something is so innocent? You know, just talk about something bad happened. And I saw it when it happened. It was like, oh, well, I've got this problem. And, this, and you won't believe this. And I've got to deal with this and that. I know it, brother. I've got to deal with this and that and that and this problem. And oh, you just don't know the problems i got to Blah, 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 blah. And I mean, we just started naming our problems off. And I'm thinking... I don't think this is right. I don't think this is what we're supposed to do. But oh, see how something like that can happen and it gets in our mind. And we just leave like uh, just a bad attitude. Like, Lord, I'm glad he I'm glad I don't got the problems like that one brother has got. I tell you. I tell you if it was me, I'd sure I'd tell them people. I'd, you know, you just <laughs> just think of all these crazy things. It's what we're thinking. It's what, our, what we're thinking. God wants our minds to be so saturated with His truth that we learn to see life from His perspective. And oh, I pray that. God help me to see life at your perspective. Not at somebody else's. Not at my perspective. Because oh my goodness, I... You know, I've got my opinions, and good Lord, do I have opinions about things. But God, just let me just shut up sometimes. You know, I said, God, just let me shut up. Don't let me say nothing, but just let me look and see what you're talking about and just talk to me. You know, sometimes I think we can just talk to God and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And he's like, okay, Adam, I've heard you enough. <laughs> just listen. Listen to what I'm telling. Listen from my word. Listen what I'm Speaking softly to you. Amen. And the last thing, and we're going to shut this down. 
is who are you following? Who are you following? Uh, Philippians 4 9 says, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Folks, this is basically just saying we've got to be not only hearers but doers of the word. Amen? What are we doing? Who are we following? What example are we living our life after? What pattern are we going after, so to speak? Are we modeling our life to Jesus' standards, Jesus' life? That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to modeling our life on Jesus and how he does life. The things that he teaches, the things that he's done, the things that we should do and shouldn't do. Amen. That's our pattern. That we're supposed to live by. One thing that grieves me so much is that sometimes, and I have seen this a lot, this, cra- uh, this, this crazy stuff of these preachers and their, you know, now they're not only preachers, they're entrepreneurs, they're dynamic leaders, they're this and that, and they're this and that and the other, and got all these titles and things like that, and and. <laughs> and I, I, I don't have no problem with that. I mean, I really don't have no problem with that. The problem I have about it is it's that follow me and I'll show you the way. No, mm. no, 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 no. You, you don't follow. Don't follow Adam White. <laughs> but no, you follow that pattern of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm supposed to tell you what his pattern is. And we follow his pattern together. Amen. You don't say, I don't say, hey, this is what we do. You don't need to be doing this. You need to, well, Adam, that's your opinion. But what does the Bible say? What does God's word says? Amen. Amen. And it talks about, um, lastly, where are you living? Jesus said, wherefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day it is its own trouble in Matthew 6 and 34. Where are you living? Are you living in the past? Are you living in past mistakes and past situations? And are you worried about the future? The past exists only as mere memory and the future exists only in the imagination. I highlight that because I like that. The past exists only as mere memory. It's gone. And the future exists only in the imagination. I can, I can tell you, I can imagine and tell you what's going to happen tomorrow, but I really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, I can tell you, yeah, I've got to work and I've got to do some things and I've got to get up here and I'm going to be at work and I can tell you exactly where my office is and what I'm going to do and what I'm going to pull up, but it don't mean, I, but that's just, that's just our imagination. We don't know what we're facing so many people are afraid of the past that they can't move on to the future. And so many people are afraid of the future that they try to relive the past and try to make it to where I remember the good old days and I remember and I'm afraid of the future. I'm afraid of my past. And God, and how we get peace is knowing that we live in the here and the now. And he says to us, don't you worry about the future. Amen. 
Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about its own things. <laughs> Tomorrow's got its own problems that we got to face. We got to deal with the things that are today. And again, in closing, when will you find peace? When will you find the peace of God when you make the how, what, who, and where of His peace your priorities? Look at how you are praying, what you are thinking, who you are following, and where your thoughts are living. Amen? That's how we're able to find peace this morning, or this afternoon, I should say. How we're able to find God's peace. We understand now that this world doesn't offer peace. Peace only comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. He's overcome the world. So knowing that we can overcome too, and he gives us this peace. And how do we obtain this peace? It's by our prayer life. It's what we think. It's who we're following. It's where we're living. Amen. And now it's how we're going to find it by following those examples. Amen. Amen. Would you stand tonight? Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit newbeginningag.com slash gift for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can click the share button to post on any of your social media pages. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.